0: Welcome to Talking Junk.
1: I'm your host, Jason Melendez. Melendez. Live now every week on Fridays. Talking Junk. A multitude of professionals in different aspects, different walks of life. You have to come on and talk junk like a normal person. Welcome to Talking Junk, the podcast that comes to you live every Friday night from Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope, which coincidentally has just turned over to Twitter. So all my graphics are outdated by the (laughs) name. How's everybody doing tonight?
0: Doing all right. had a disappointment earlier. That was a lot of fun, of course, as I'm sure everybody who goes to the dentist knows, so that was great. That's um, new. That must be a update from StreamYard. You see that? Yes, it is. They definitely all changed right. it. We, we know if you're talking, and I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's the, I'm doing all right. I'm a little excited. All right, real quick, I'm Jay. That was that was too sunshine, actually, but how are you doing, Jay? Oh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit better now that I know I have a great guest on tonight,
1: Mr. Kevin Raw. Oh, right. How are you
2: doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Phenomenal, you know. A little Can't tired, that, actually. I don't know well, I appreciate being on. I like your show, so I'm pleased to be here. Thank well, you. Thank you. Okay.
1: Do you hear a little bit of an echo going on?
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. You can hear a lot. <laughs> I mean.
1: It happens all the time.
0: I don't know what it is. For some reason, this app doesn't like that I participate in this podcast. Uh, for some reason, it's always going problems no matter where I am, no matter what device I'm using. It's always like, I'm going to mess with how he sounds or how he's hearing people. So I'll try and mute myself. It's the haters. But, Colin, it's the haters. I guess so. But you know what? That haterade is delicious. It gives me energy. So, <laughs>
2: but thank you for coming on, Kevin. Well, you're welcome. Good to be here.
1: So, Kevin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: All right. Well, um, I uh, am a musician and also what they call, I guess, a life coach. Um, I started out playing the dulcimer, which is this instrument, um, when I was 13. And I got into the music business when I was 16. I got my first record deal when I was 16 on Folkway Records, believe it or not. <laughs> um, Records. Folkways? Yeah, so they're part of the Smithsonian Institute now. Um, it was a folk music label. And um, I basically had a, uh, a folk music and singer-songwriter career, and then I got into doing children's music kind of by fluke and ended up on PBS TV, singing wow. for Time Station, Thomas the Tank Engine. And, you know, my goal when I was really younger was just be rich and famous because i thought that's where it was at you know (laughs) so what happened is i kind of got a little famous and i got kind of rich and uh that hung around for a little while until i lost all all kinds of money in the stock market and the real estate market and you know that's just life I, you know, I was a successful guy, but I wasn't fulfilled. You know, I was always looking for something and I didn't really know what it was. And money in, can't buy happiness. You, I, I money I can't
0: buy happiness, but not fulfillment. I can't fill that <laughs> and in
2: 2015, I, out of the blue, uh, on a routine dermatology appointment, was told that uh, there was a little speck on my nose. It didn't look good. And they, they basically, to make a long story short, found out that I had stage three melanoma. There's only four stages, so melanoma cancer. Wow. And there's no cure for it. And they removed it, and they did a scan, you know, a CAT scan and an MRI and to see if the cancer had spread anywhere. And it hadn't, uh, mysteriously, enough. But they said that there was a 70% chance of it coming back, and then within a two, two or three years, I'd be dead because there's no cure for it. Oh my God! So I was like given a death sentence, and I never saw it coming. And that's how my journey switched my music and my um, what I do for a life and a living completely away from the ego-driven. Uh, you know, recording artist on tour thing, because what happens is when you get a death sentence, you get life gets really, really real. So I had to ask myself, if I only have a few years to live, what do I care about? And there were only three things, and one was that at the time I was living in Kansas City, Missouri, and I thought I'm not gonna if I'm gonna die and I'm not gonna die in Kansas, you know, I, I'm gonna go. <laughs> You don't want to be in
1: Kansas anymore.
2: Neither did Dar. You know, neither did Dorothy. Neither did Dorothy. Um, I mean, the way where I lived was was pretty nice, and the people were very friendly. You know, Midwest folks. But I used to live here in San Diego, and I thought I'm going to go back to San Diego, and I'm going to live my Bohemian lifestyle. And that was the first thing: is to keep just making music, but not for making records or getting my music on the charts. But it was really for the love of it, okay? The second thing was I wanted to spend as much time as I could with my dog, Osco, who's a little miniature uh, dachshund, which everybody loves. And the third thing was that- A wiener um, dog. A a hot dog wiener dog, and really, really sweet. And the third thing was basically, um, you know, like I say, go back to California. But I didn't have a lot of money to move to San Diego. But I knew also that I had to follow my gut. And I began to think to myself, I've had all these oncologists tell me that I'm probably going to be dead in a couple of years. But my gut tells me that I'm, I'm going to be fine. And I, I tend to be kind of clairvoyant in, you know, in a lot of ways. You always
1: got to go with your gut feeling. Now, when did you get this diagnosis that they told you you only had two years to live?
2: About 2015-ish. So you beat, you beat the odds already. Oh, way beat the odds. Way, way, way beat the odds. Um, but, I, I mean, it scared the living shit out of me. I mean, i got to be honest with you, you know. And everything. I can just imagine. Yeah, you know, uh, the things that I got real clear because I'll tell you and and, and and your folks that are listening. One of the major causes of illness is stress and inflammation. So I was about 35 pounds heavier than you're seeing me today. And I was always stressed out because no matter what I accomplished, okay, so now what's next? Because I'm like a driven kind of guy, which worked for me in the sense that over a span of my career, I have 50 record albums. You know, I was pretty prolific and I I had a fairly successful career.
1: See, I love it. Do you see, you see what happens uh, with the, uh, the age difference? In your generation, they call it driven. My generation, they call it ADHD and stuffed you with medicine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the dulcimer is tuned in ADD, so I always say I have an ADD problem. You know, that's how it's tuned. But um, I, uh, I uh, went to California, and I said that I'm going to live the dream. And I created an alternate reality for myself. I cut out everybody who caused me stress. I settled my credit card debt with credit card companies and said, this is all I got. And this is all you're getting. And I'm going to be dead in two years. So take it or leave it. And they took it. And I... I looked for an apartment here. I found one at the time for $1,000, a one-bedroom, which is, like, not even possible. You can't even get a studio here for that. So everything I wanted and I envisioned happened. And it was like something so you music. manifested
1: it. You manifested your reality.
2: Yes, yes. Um, and I was sitting here, um, and I started to write a new album for me. Really, it was just for my own enjoyment. And it was called The Deviant Dulcimerist and it was a real fun record and I got it into, a, you know, into sort of the loop of possible Grammys. And I thought I would maybe go back into the music business. But a friend of mine said, you know, you just survived a major earth shattering event. I mean, you were given a death sentence. You crawled out of that and went from surviving to thriving you should teach people what you did, because there's a lot of people hurting. And it never dawned on me, you know? I had to sit and and think about it. It resonated with me. I thought, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, but I had no idea what I had done. I had to really sit and think, well, what did I do, you know, besides panic for a year? Um, Because I was waiting 365 days for this thing to return, um, which is a really long time to wait for uh, any kind of results or anything. And then I started to think about it, and I thought, well, you do this thing on the dulcimer, which I call dulci meditation, which is where I kind of just noodle on the dulcimer uh, really pleasantly without any particular purpose. And I tune into the inner voice, you know, that, that sort of, you can call it spirit or consciousness or whatever, and I kind of, I hear sort of what I should be doing, and I follow it. And then I live my life in what I call mindful awareness. So if I'm meeting somebody or I'm involved with something and it does not feel good, I don't stay there. I absolutely end it. And I'm aware of how I feel. Um, I'm aware of how to find balance in life. So if I'm mentally kind of, you know, uh, tipsy-turvy that day, I know and I teach to to my clients this balance things so, so balance is emotional mental physical and spiritual so and most of what happens in our lives is all about the mind the monkey mind it's 95 percent. it's how we perceive this illusion this world mm-hmm. so i just walk and i started to piece together well you know when i'm feeling a little nuts i walk i play dulcimer meditation to myself i stay focused on what i love to do um Accumulating stuff, including money, was no longer that important to me. In fact, minimalism became like really kind of hip to me. I really liked it. And just kind of like- Why
1: would you be wasting your time in the material world when you feel like you don't have much time anyway?
2: Well, yeah, by the time I got to California, I began to think I was gonna be out of the, the, the you know, out of the, the black darkness. But I put together this game plan and I went on Facebook on some dulcimer sites and I said, hey, I'm going to be doing some personal coaching, you know, like life coaching using the dulcimer. If you feel stressed or you feel stuck in life or, you know, you, you, you kind of want to do something, but you don't know what it is or you've been married and you've forgotten your dream because you've had to raise a family or you're in debt or you're overweight, And you want, to, you, you want to not fix your life, but you want a more successful, happy life. I can kind of show you what I did that worked. And if you're interested, let me know. And I had no idea whether anyone would step up to the plate because I went on Facebook suddenly as a life coach and a new thought leader, and nobody wanted to hear it. They all said, well, when are you making a new record? When are you going on tour? Because they didn't need a recording artist. And I talked about my death sentence, you know, which I thought was a big deal, you know, because it was cancer. Well, it is
1: a big deal. It's. You only had two years to live, and you uh, well surpassed that. We're in 2021, almost 2022, and you got that diagnosis in 2015. Yeah. So people should be wanting to hear
2: your story. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I thought, and I thought it was an interesting story. But everybody knows someone who has had cancer. So it's nothing unique. And that's when it dawned on me that the joyful kind of work I could do would not be about me. You know it could be about you, it could be about people who felt stuck, who wanted to feel differently, who wanted to change their lives. and I had practical steps that if you followed them, I thought that they would work because they worked for me. How well, many man, steps? well I, I got clients and they all like uh, change their lives like really quickly. Well, the steps that I, I talk I teach. Um, is one, you have to know what matters in your life. Two, you have to know why it matters. And three, you have to have a game plan that you're willing to execute. So this comes from really finding out what your purpose is. So as an example, you guys could be doing a million things. You wanted to put together a podcast, right? So you took whatever you took. And as much time and all this kind of stuff, and, and that wonderful artwork, <laughs> the one you sent me, was really Thank cool. Thank you. Thank you very and, much. I work hard on those. Make, and you're making it happen. So you showed up. So I find that I can show people that uh, once they identify what works, because I have an expression. If you replace what doesn't work in your life with what does work, you never go back to what doesn't work, right? Like, I wouldn't move back to Kansas. I can't imagine myself moving back to Kansas. I can visit it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pleasant. It's almost
1: like that saying, uh, only a crazy man would uh, do the same thing twice and keep failing. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, Kansas is a great market. I know it goes <laughs> differently than that, but I
0: can't.
2: Yeah, K- Kansas is well, a great What market. was that,
0: Tyler? It does have some good barbecue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and, you know, I, I didn't live out in western Kansas. I lived in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and it was only for a year and a half. But the other saying that I teach people is if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, which comes from Wayne Dyer. So what was interesting is I discovered this whole mindful awareness Um, kind of like my own form of meditation because I don't have any patience to meditate, like, like close your eyes and sit for 10 minutes. I just, it's not who I am. I have that same issue. Yeah, but but I I discovered this for myself and I just worked it out. And then I found out that a lot of people knew about this and were actually doing this and teaching this. So I teach everybody from my experience. Um, There is something that I do teach, which is, uh, very simple. Um, in fact, if, 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 if your listeners go to my website, kevinroth.org, and you send me an email because we, we, we don't have the landing page up just yet, but you can book like a free 30-minute call, and I'll teach you a breathing exercises, which will take your stress level from a 10 down to a 4 within like less than a minute and oh. talk to you a little bit about Dulcie meditation and, and maybe guide you somewhere or talk to you if you want some personal coaching. Um, and and that's all free, but it's about finding out purpose in life, you know, and and what they really love, and creating a life that they love. That's really the whole thing in a nutshell.
0: That sounds really awesome. I like um, how you're trying to, uh, despite the fact that it was spurned by something that you thought would have ended your life by now, it ended up just being a catalyst for something that's giving you a passion for something that's allowing other people to help and figure out what they're doing, or what they need to do in life and how to actually go about that because everybody generally wonders that thinks it, but nobody really knows any types of steps. And that's not to say that there are specific steps only to be taken. But there are steps people take like yourself that allow you to get to that point and you sharing them with other people is something that I think more people could do, but they don't do because they don't realize the value it is in having that perspective of how to get to somewhere without having, without having to be the same steps that are presented to us in society. I went through this and then I realized these several different things and allowed me to get there. Maybe this will work for you. Maybe it won't but it'll help educate you on that idea of how to get somewhere. So that way you can figure it out, you know? So that's, I, I love that you're doing that, especially with the addition of music. Um, I'm not entirely familiar with the instrument that you have there, but it seems to be something like maybe a guitar or a sitar or a mix of both. Or
2: It's called a mountain coaster. Um I came up with this particular design. It's called the wing. Uh, I sell these on my, on my website, but you can get mountain dulcimers really anywhere. And uh, it's usually played in a traditional folk style, almost like bluegrass. But um, I'll play a little bit of, I don't know whether you can see me or not, but I'll, I'll play yeah, a little you bit you. I'll of, you what. Hey. of what I'm doing with dulcimer. So, uh, you know, if you're driving, <laughs> don't, don't drive and listen to this because <laughs> I, Cause it's very relaxing but dulce meditation is where oh, you just don't put me the, to sleep no i'll try not to so you <laughs> just think of, of what what would feel good what changes you want and don't overthink things and then you just kind of close your eyes and and listen the cool thing about the dulcimer is you don't even have to have any musical talent because you could just, just play, you know, one string and it sounds really beautiful. It doesn't have all the sharps and flats of a guitar or a ukulele or a piano. It's mostly a moment. You know, dulcimer
1: will make me look good then.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you can become a dulcimer star yourself. Yes, you can. All right. <laughs> And so that's what I do. I get up in the morning. I make a really good cup of coffee. And um, I sit and I just do Dulce meditation. And I let what comes. What what kind of coffee is that? Oh, we have a place out here called Dark Horse Coffee. There's a lot in San Diego. There's a lot of breweries and coffee places. They all make their own coffee. And that's my favorite. Sounds like the
1: uh, comic book company went out of business and opened a coffee company.
2: Yeah. It's good coffee. You don't need any sugar or cream in it. It's just kind of there. So Mm -hmm. Um, that's a prerequisite. I need really good coffee. I hear you. Yeah, so just start the day doing that, and then things will come up. You know, it's like this morning, um, out of the blue, I was just doing the Dulce meditation. What came to me is I should go hiking this weekend in a place called Idawile, which is up in the mountains here in California. I hadn't even thought about it. But that's your inner voice guiding you. And I know you what you need. Yes. And if you follow it, uh, you'll get where you want to go. So I'm looking forward to going hiking there this weekend and seeing what unfolds. Um, you know, life is, uh, li- life is really interesting. You know, um, I, get, I get into, you know, people think that life is uh, this earth. And as I was t- telling you guys before I was listening to an earlier podcast of yours with a medium who was contacting people from, you well, know, he,
1: the, the, yeah. the, excuse me, the episode you were telling me that you were listening to, he actually makes sure the medium is an actual medium and not somebody yeah. posing as a medium. He's yeah. not a medium himself, but he has him and the foundation that I, I believe he started when his daughter passed, they certify mediums.
0: Yes, because he, he went through years of trying to debunk it to the point that he couldn't, which led him to the point of being so knowledgeable that he now does a set of accreditation for mediums. So he's very well versed in it, but he's not himself a medium, which is kind of funny because you don't really hear a whole lot of that. But very interesting fellow with a great story.
2: Very yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so, you know, life isn't what we think it is. There's much more to it. Even quantum physics tells you that we're just kind of energy and we kind of exist and we don't exist. So when you put that together with something like a death sentence or something that's life changing, it could be someone, you know, who was very close to you had died or or something. It makes you reevaluate your life. Even COVID did that for many, many people you know, who lost their jobs, or lost, you know, they're all questioning, you know, do I want to go back to that job? It was all about the money. I don't think so. I want to do something new. I want to do something different. A lot of my clients have come to me because they want to do things like be a potter and make a living at it, but they don't think that they can do it. And what I do is I guide them into how to make that a possibility and a reality. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of it. And then using the dulcimer is, is an added gift. So, you know, I look, I look at the stuff and I say, well, I guess it was no mistake that I got into the dulcimer at 13, you know, and here, here, you know, the whole death sentence thing, uh, you know, I was sitting at a stoplight the other day and I was thinking, why did I make it, you know, past, you know, 70% chance of dying. And, you know, I beat the odds and it, the question came up and the answer came up along with it, which is to do what you're doing, to make people aware that they've got this inner consciousness, this inner dream, this desire, that they can learn to harness. You know, they don't need to feel broke. They don't need to stay uh, overweight and unhealthy. They, they don't need to stay in a, in a relationship that isn't working for them. You know, they can change things, but you have to be ready to change. You have to say, "I want this," and I gotta leave. You gotta this gotta be way.
1: the master of your own fate.
2: Yeah, and you know, people say to me all the time, "Yeah, but change is really hard." And the truth is that staying where you are, if if you're unhappy, is harder. So,
1: um, a lot of people are afraid of change, and they uh, they get comfortable in in the positioning that they're in. So.
2: Yes, they, they, they really do. It's true. Um, so hard that, to that's to habit. Yes, yeah, so I, I, that's well, what I, that's I do.
0: People are great at compensating and we end up compensating for so long. That it becomes the new normal that we don't really realize there's something wrong. And that's what's preventing us. Cause that's just the new normal. Yeah. And,
2: um, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, and right around the time COVID hit, I started to make an online course for people who couldn't work with me one-to-one um, on Zoom or, or here. And I, I did a, a basic course of it called Creating a Life You Love of Abundance and stuff. And it's on teachable.com. So it's kevinroff.teachable.com so that people have access to this stuff. Um, and, you know, I, I have wonderful clients, I have wonderful people that find me. I don't advertise a lot, people just sort of find me. And uh, it's it's amazing to me in a way that I can now see all the stuff I went through, what it was for, where at the time, I was just really frightened. I went down a huge spiritual uh, rabbit hole trying to figure out what the meaning of life was. I could only imagine you
1: knowing that you're gonna kind of essentially knowing your expiration date will throw you in a hurdle
2: oh yeah yeah and then once I got here and I lived the life I wanted to live and I didn't die I wasn't gonna go back to the old Kevin why bother right so I thought well you know can I keep doing this and if you have enough sort of Faith in uh, consciousness and God or nature, whatever it is, and what you're doing feels right, keep doing it. You know, keep doing it and it unfolds.
1: Essentially, you uh, came full circle around and you're telling people now to follow their gut feeling like you did in the beginning.
2: Yeah, uh, follow your gut, um, know what matters to you. But there are also tools to get through everything. So if you're emotionally upset, you can look at it in, in a in a in a, in, a, in a mental sort of way, you know, with your mind and, and do a sort of an analytical thing that I teach, which makes clarity come. So you're clear onto why what was said or done to you is affecting you. Not just, well, that hurt. You know why. And one of the big things I teach is self-love and giving yourself yeah giving yourself a break you know i mean i was hard on myself i you know and uh i discovered when i was given that death sentence that i was my own best friend I, i mean i i really didn't know i mean i found an empathy for myself and others that i never thought about before um so so if you're bothered mentally, emotionally or 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 physically, there's there's different ways of balancing. I call it riding the surfboard. Um, but and life is like a, a guitar. It goes out of tune. You know, you can tune a guitar in the morning by the afternoon, you know, that thing's out of tune. So all you need that to do sounds is sound
1: so much better than life is like a box of chocolates.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, but so so you can like tweak your life throughout the day. And, and have this mindful awareness technique that I teach and, and say, you know, this person at work is bothering me. I need to take a deep breath and I need to say, what is this about? And then I don't need to hold on to this because it's probably not about me anyway. And that way you adjust. I may the back- need
1: some coaching in that. I may-, <laughs> I may need some coaching with that.
2: Well, I'll, I'll, I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I'm a little bit of a hothead.
2: Well, you know, uh, we all have our stuff. Um, but when you discover self love and you discover that kind of anger doesn't serve you really well, and I'm not talking that, you know, everything's peace, love, and happiness and woo woo, because I'm, you know, I'm a realist. But I was given a death sentence. I lived through it, I lived past it. And I found what to do to create a life come hell or high water that I was living and Nobody was going to tell me not to do it, not money, not, I mean, everybody said, don't go to California. You can barely make it in Kansas. What are you going to do in California? And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it worked. Well, I wish somebody me. would
1: have told me that when I came to Florida, nobody oh, told me oh, it's,
2: it's New York
1: prices with uh, 1970 wages. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Where in Florida. Do you live?
1: I live uh, in Sanford, about 30 minutes from Orlando.
2: Okay. Well, I used to live in Hollywood, Florida, near Fort Lauderdale. Mm. Yeah, it's so a little more south than I am. Yeah. but um, so that's what I do, and, it, and it's an interesting life. Um, I get to help people in interesting ways, and I see their lives change. And I'm just really astounded by it, because it's really them that change it. I just steer them. And I say, you know, well, why don't you look at this about your life? And where does this come from? You know, one of the techniques I use, which is really interesting, is I have everybody write a letter to their inner child in forgiveness. and. Have you what, ever read
1: some of those letters?
2: No, I don't read the ones that they write. But when they come back to me during the next session, they're always in tears, men and women. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that's happened to us. You know, we've all gotten dumped on our heads at one point and we hold some on of to us.
1: some of us at birth and we can still see the effects.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you can learn to let that go to a certain degree. Um, but the relief that people have, you know, you know, the relief on my clients faces, which is why I like doing the zoom things because I can see, I, I, I can see faces and I can kind of read into people, you know, kind yeah. of, not clairvoyantly, but I can, I can see what's going on they really make a shift and i'm like i'm just like th- th- that's better than you know a standing ovation or something like that to me because i i teach what i live i walk my talk because if i don't i'm going to go right back into stress and misery and i'm not going back to the cancer life or anything like that so yeah, i may made- why, why yeah. go
1: backwards and you're moving forward just fine
2: yeah yeah Yes. So that's my story that I'm sticking to.
1: <laughs> and we're glad that you stuck to that story. We're glad you're here. We're glad you beat it. Because if you did not you wouldn't be here to spread your message. Now, I, before uh, we came on, I, I told you we had another podcast called The Break Room, where you can showcase your talents. Y- yes. Would you like to come on and drop some of your coaching gems on there? Have some people uh, tune in, maybe call oh, in? Oh, sure. We'll do a little mix show advice. of
2: music and uh, and uh, coaching. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and and if some of your listeners are looking for change or, or feeling stressed, yeah. or they, they want to, you know, if they resonated with something that we talked about on the show and they want to just send me an email – Uh, You know, I'm happy to talk with them for a little bit and show them the breathing technique. Um, In fact, it's on the teachable uh, course that you can take. Um, But this is free, and you can set up a thing, and I'll teach you about that and guide you one way or another, give you some ideas to go with. And then, if they want to work, can we find your email on the website? Yeah, it's Kevin Roth, R-O-T-H, like Roth IRA, Kevin Roth. It's org. And uh, they'll find my website. And then they, there's a place where you can email me, which is just kevinroth.org at gmail.com. And, uh, .com. and uh, we're, we'll, we'll be putting up something where they can uh, click. And there's a video of me doing what I, what I would show them when they call. But that'll be up in another week or two. Probably by our next show, that'll be all up in lights and action.
0: <laughs> well, we are definitely what was that Tyler? i said awesome yeah you, you gotta excuse me somewhat I, I did have dental work done earlier today so i'm actually feeling a little sore again so i'm kind of like
1: <laughs> no worries i try to give you your time because of the audio uh malfunctioning we're having again with uh your side of the stream but uh, we want to thank you kevin for coming on we uh we enjoyed your time, and we can't wait to have you back on.
2: Well, I yeah, think so. It's been a
0: pleasure, Kevin. Thank you.
2: You're, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of you guys, so I'm, I'm going to keep on listening.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We, we actually really do appreciate each and every one of our fans.
0: Absolutely. It, it means a lot to know that there's people out there that enjoy the content we make, whether it's just Talking Junk or it's Break Room or both, whatever it is. We truly appreciate that. So, thank you, Kevin.
1: Yes, we do. You're we welcome. we each collectively work hard on these uh, these streams. We do every week. We do two a week. We're trying to work on possibly a third, but we're all <laughs> we working on hard. that for a
0: while. But you know what? Maybe <laughs> it'll come around before the end of the year. We'll see what's up. Hey, it happens. Things t- sometimes things take off slow.
1: Uh, sometimes things take off fast. Look at us. We are going on our second year for Talking Junk, and we just made our first year this week on The Break Room, so mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to go in the right direction. Hopefully, we can uh, continue. That's right.
0: That's right. All the best podcasts took a while to come around, usually, unless they're oh, no a yeah. celebrity, and I consider that cheating. So all the real podcasts, it took a little while for people to hear about it. So we're, we're just in there. We're still fresh. We're still figuring a couple things out, but you know what? We know who we are, and we're thankful to have guests like you come on and help us figure that, figure that out even more and yeah, share exactly, the stories exactly. we got.
1: As long as we can keep getting great guests like you on, Kevin, we're going to keep soaring in the right direction. Thank you again for coming on. We appreciate everything. Your time is valuable to us.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I'll definitely I'll send, you send you send an email with way. all the information for the break room. Okay. i am be
1: tuned <laughs> up. Junkers, we love you guys. Tune in tomorrow night. We're talking about human ego. Is yours too big? Let's talk about it.
2: Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host.